keeping a home, opening a successful business. People, are you ready? Meet your personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee. Get ready for Leave on the Loose, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. You're a player. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Welcome to the Leapcast. What a show do I have for you today. I have the broker owner of Realty Connect. I'm going to tell you why I have him on. The talk of the day in society is implicit bias and implicit bias training. And he's been involved in Senate hearings about this for a long time. You go, what is he talking about? Implicit bias means, are you discriminating, breaking discrimination laws and have no idea you're doing it? Are you... All of a sudden, you just wake up and you get a summons and complaint because you're getting sued for discrimination. And what I'm going to have Bar Caffarella tell you about is that we need guidance. We need training. It's not about whether there should be more or less regulations. It's about having clear regulations. This segment has been brought to you by Leibout Law PC. Lauren, this Long Island divided thing is now on a collision course with what's going on in politics today. It's just everyone, Trump says, is racial sensitivity training racist? That's what he says at the political debates. He wants to, and I want to know this too, is racial sensitivity training. You see, Trump doesn't have an advantage because he was a New York City guy. If he was a Long Island guy, he would have known that for the last year or so, we've been having this Long Island divided investigation from Newsday of all the brokers. And we've been addressing this in Long Island for a long time. I don't know if you saw Kamala Harris in the vice presidential debate. She was talking about how she was dealing with implicit bias in the police in California back in 2015. So this is a major topic as we brought up to you guys two weeks ago. What does it mean? What is implicit bias? Is trainings, are we talking about scapegoating? Are we talking about stereotyping? So anyway, just to rewind, Long Island Divided was this investigation expose by Newsday, and they found some amazing things. They found in 40% of the tests, evidence suggested that brokers subjected minority testers to disparate treatment in comparison with white testers with inequities rising to nearly half the time for black potential buyers. You need like a PhD to understand what they just said. No one's going to understand No, they that. just hear jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber. I was watching people with the vice presidential debates. They're tweeting. You got me into tweeting. I'm now a tweeterer. Is that what you say? It? A tweeterer? She's making a face. Do I tweet? Do I tweeterer? Do I? And so I, I'm trying to tweet. I'm really bad at this stuff. Guys, go on my Twitter. What is that? At Andrew Lee Basquire. Yeah. And tell me what I'm doing right and wrong because I don't know what I'm, I'm trying to tweet. I want to be in with the in crowd. That's what Mama Cass taught me about. I'm in. She's the best of the mamas and the papas. So they say this thing, minority testers. First of all, what are they talking about? Then they talk about inequities and they talk about, so get this, Lauren. So they have this article, this expose, this, this newsworthy splash, and they videotaped brokers, salespersons, real estate brokers throughout Long Island doing good, bad, ugly. And then you know what the politicians did? They said, this is political. So then we had the state Senate committee's on consumer protection, housing, and investigation and government operations. Guys, at the state Senate, you need a better name. Here's the name. <laughs> state Senate Committees on Consumer Protection, Housing, and Investigation and Government Operations. First of all, you shouldn't have two N's after the commas, but that's a whole other story for another day. 
But they had this investigation and they wanted to talk to all the people that were involved in the Newsday investigation. The people as the real estate brokers. Well, the brokers, their salespersons, and just so you understand, the salespersons are the people you usually work with as a consumer, the buyers, the sellers. The, you work with the salespersons. But they got the owners, the people that run the companies, and they brought them in too. And I got something interesting for you, Lauren. I was actually on the phone with one of these owners a little while ago, and he's telling me, he's saying to me, listen, hey, the Department of State, they can interpret things however they want. Well, I'm actually reading a case against the Department of State in the second department, an appellate division, the uh, 1980 case. Here's what it says. I want to read you the case. In the absence of any evidence that real estate broker had actual knowledge of any racially discriminatory steering practices on the part of his salesperson, there was no pattern of behavior for which the broker could be held responsible. Full stop. So what are they saying there? If the broker, the real estate broker, the boss doesn't know his guy's steering, how is he supposed to be responsible? Now, if you keep getting complaints and you keep getting told what's going on and you're not doing, you're not doing nothing, it. yeah, but like, what is he, a, a magician? These these nincompoops at the Senate, you know what I was hearing them say? And yes, you're nincompoops. Here's what I was hearing them saying, right? They say, they say in the Senate, they go, maybe a suggestion is we have a broker manage less people. Did you see oh, this? Yeah, that's not. I'm talking to you, whoever said that. Like, I know some local real estate local yokels that have two people in the brokerage office, three people. They don't even know there's a law. Like, they, like half of these people aren't even licensed when they're smaller. The bigger brokers are the ones that have the compliance budget because when you have more to lose, you have more to invest in not losing it. Do you see how that goes? So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really feel that. But they were picking on one of my friends at the at the Senate hearing, and they were scolding him. They were they were asking. They he would say they were nice, but they were they were. So I said to him, "I have a radio show, and I'm going to give you a chance to come on and say your side instead of you being cornered." They kept saying to him, "Is that illegal?" And I was like, "You guys don't even know if it's illegal. I litigate in this field, and I'm sure Wait, the Senate was asking the broker if something was illegal." Yeah, and what's interesting is if you were in a court case and they asked one of the parties, "Is that legal or illegal?" You would object and say, "Objection calls for a legal conclusion." That's the name of the objection, and the judge would sustain the objection and say, "You don't have to answer." But somehow in these Senate hearings, every time they'd say, "Well, when you see that, do you think that was illegal?" How is he supposed to know? Like it's misplaced. It's just it's like trying to get a sound bite for something. So anyway, without further ado, I brought I'm bringing on my friend um, Bar Caffarella, and he's the broker, the real estate broker, the owner of Realty Connect. There's a few of the owners, but he's one of the owners over there. And Bart and I have been talking because you know. Bart and I, we're not interested in the Senate hearings, and we're not interested in the Newsday article. We're not against them. We're interested. How do you make consumers in Long Island? maybe throughout New York State, maybe throughout the United States, how do we make them get a better real estate brokerage experience? Because as a company, Bart doesn't wake up in the morning, he doesn't go, hey, how do I segregate people across Long Island? I bet you he wasn't up all night being like, you know, what's a better way to segregate people throughout Long Island? You know what he was instead thinking? How do I make more money, hire more people and get a yacht? I'm willing to bet everything sure I own. How does he protect his company as well? Well, he wants to protect his company just from so the law. Just so everybody knows, Realty Connect USA has about a thousand agents just on Long Island, and um, I they're think growing. That, they're yeah, growing. They're- so anyway, without further ado, I have Bart on the line right now. Bart, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. We're Andrew, so Lauren, it's a pleasure. We're so happy to have you because I'm listening to them ask you questions and say, "Do you did this wrong?" One of the questions they say to you. Uh, did why didn't you why didn't you reprimand them? Why didn't you do anything? And I think your answer was so good on this. You're saying 
first of all, our investigations didn't find that they did anything overtly wrong. And second of all, we brought in two trainers, me being one of them, but we brought in two trainers, my com company, Leap Compliance, when I trained them, I was in the Newsday article, Lauren Bark got me some press. And they and and Aline Gross from Erase Racism, and she's very well known. Everyone knows who that is. And we brought in these trainers for a step forward. But Bart, before we even go any further in this conversation, before we talk about the Senate hearings, before we talk about Long Island Divided, the big news is these debates whether Trump, what he's doing, but really the vice president debate happened right before the show, right? So what people yeah. are saying is they hear this word implicit bias. And Bart is a guy who's firsthand getting on the hook. He's, his, his, he's got to hire people like me. He's got to take days off to go to the Senate. He has to get interviewed. This has become his life. So I think to myself, when I watch these debates, people are like, yeah, implicit bias training. We need that. Or people are going, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And I'm thinking to myself, they don't even know what they're talking about. They don't even, they're just like, I like Democrats, so I agree with them. I like Republicans, so I agree with them. I think everyone's like on a sports team, and they just, my team, rah, 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 sisboomba. And on the Leapcast, you know what we care about? We care about how current events are affecting your business and real estate. That's what we care about. And so I said to myself, if implicit bias is a conversation and just so we're clear, it was in the last time, I don't know if you saw, when Pence was uh, debating, what was it, Tim Kaine? Who was he debating when, when Trump was running last time? Uh, and uh, in the VP, they brought it up, but it wasn't such a hot topic. Now it's everywhere. People are talking about this implicit bias stuff. So, Bart, when we talk about steering, when we talk about implicit bias, what are you telling your agents today? What are you saying to them? You have a meeting today and you say, this is the topic. They just brought it up on TV and your agents go, what are they talking about? What do you tell them? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a great point because it's, it's become the talking point now and everyone's grabbing onto it. Now, frankly, two or three years ago, who ever heard the term implicit bias? Like not Who's me. that even spoken about? Scholars. I didn't know, right? Well, Lauren, who, Lauren, who, you say who, scholars, who, but I taught sexual... Harassment. I taught human sexuality on the college level. I worked at, I was nobody, but I worked at the Kinsey Institute. I, I have a master's in public health. I work in this field. I do this training. I would never dream of starting off a class and going implicit bias. Like that just tunes out so half niche. the audience. Yeah. Like who talks like that? Where are you from that you say words like that? Like I get, don't think women are weak. Yes, that's a type of implicit bias, but no one thinks about it that who talks like this part. Yeah, we don't, and and it, and, it, and it doesn't happen, and it's become the new the new hot issue right now is implicit bias. Well, we have to learn what that is. We, frankly, frankly, Andrew, I wasn't sure what implicit bias was two years ago. I, like you said, my whole life now is 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 implicit bias, is fair housing, is is worried about what the agents are saying or not saying. So everyone is so petrified today that they're not saying anything. It, so that's so important. Are going out with with masking tape and like we get. The consumer asks us normal questions, which we thought were normal questions. We're not, we're not able to give answers today. We're so fearful that we're going to say the wrong thing. Now, implicit bias has been around forever. As long as it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's not a bias. It's people's opinions. It's people's thoughts. It's people's upbringing. It's what they learn. It's part of culture. So we're so concerned about it that we brought in experts at Realty Connect USA to train our people on implicit bias. And and to, to just, A, learn that there is such a thing, and you may have that. And if you do have that, it may not be appropriate today to express that or even indicate that in our real estate dealings with our consumers. 
So training is the key, in our opinion, to solving most of these issues. Now, all the training in the world, it's not going to stop anyone from violating fair housing laws or steering or being biased or treating people unequally. That's not going to happen. It's, it, and we won't tolerate any of that. But it, when it comes to implicit bias, most people are, are unaware that they have that because we all have it. And I don't want to give examples over the air to you, but I'll give you one. I like it. You know, yeah, give us. Do it, do it, do it. it, it, it well, it's like, hey, you know, a blonde woman, ask a blonde woman, has she ever experienced biases? All right. So do you know, I only have a brunette next to me. Do you have any blondes near you? (laughs) So, So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's in all walks of life, unfortunately, but it's not coming from a, a, from a bad place. Well, let's talk about that part. I'm going to cut you off for a second because I, first of all, you said a lot of stuff that was really loaded and I want to work, work it all out with you. First of all, the biggest issue, the masking tape. The biggest issue is that everyone's shell-shocked right now. I don't know what to say or what not to say. And you said that all the training in the world isn't going to solve this. Well, that's true. Why? Because no one's telling you what you can say. And then you said something else that was so interesting. You said implicit bias and everyone has it. But I got news for you. There's an implicit bias among both liberals and conservatives, because the implicit bias, the word bias just means your default. What is your bias? What do what you, you believe is right or wrong? So on one note, there's an implicit bias. Let's just go with this into my example again, that women are weaker than men. There's an implicit bias. And now the question becomes, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's an interesting thought, because when Lauren doesn't want to go bring in the stuff from Costco, she has an implicit bias that I'll, I'll, I'm stronger. I'll take that. Sometimes I For, don't want to carry it. everything Take it. Take it. You manifest right. it. You tell everyone. <laughs> you come, We come home and she goes, I can't carry all this drinks. You carry it in. And I keep saying back to her, Lauren, that's an implicit bias. I I'm not going to be physi- discriminated against. No, you're physically stronger than me. And so I think one of the points is that, yes, we all have implicit bias, Bart. But what we need to know is which implicit biases are we not allowed to have in industry? So, and there's a distinction. I want to go into that. And that's where I want you to really help me out on here. Because I think that, you know, they go, who rules the world? Girls. Who rules the world? Girls. Well, I'm going, who rules the world? Bart. And so we got Bart ruling the world right now. And so what would be the tool that these legislatures, like we have this New York State Senate hearings and they're doing this, that, and everything else. Wouldn't it be great if they gave you a list? Published a list. They're in charge. If they gave you a list and said, you cannot have implicit biases about the following things. Because what I heard you all saying in response in the testimony is you kept saying back, we're driven because we don't want them to have lower resale value, and we don't know how it gets to the resale value issue, but at the end of the day, our implicit bias is that our consumers want to have higher resale value. Am I correct in paraphrasing what happened? That's correct, yes. So wouldn't a list that sets you, because you said all the training in the world won't work, wouldn't a list that says these implicit biases are wrong, because I think this is interesting, Bart, did you know when you go into the New York State discrimination law, it doesn't even get into steering. That's case law that explains steering. Now, just to be clear, the federal government does give you something. They have what's called the Code of Federal Regulations of Section 100.7. But I just want to read you a few of it, and I'd like your comments as we go through, because it says, prohibited actions under paragraph A of the section, which are generally referred to as unlawful steering practices, include but are not limited to. So I'm going to read it real slowly. Ready? Discouraging any person from inspecting, 
purchasing, or renting a dwelling because of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, or national origin, or because of the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, or national origin of persons in community, neighborhood, or development. What does that mean? And do you know? You're an attorney. Interpret it. Well, that's my point. Yeah, you need to be an attorney to interpret that. We understand that part of it, it, but there's so many variables to that that it's difficult for for people to actually articulate that to their consumer, their clients, their customers. It's it's very hard to do that. We do that now. So today, we're staying away from all that. Okay, and and we have to stay away from all that because we don't. Anyone can accuse anyone of anything today, as we saw with the Newsday article. I hear you, Bart. And so here's the point when you're saying this. You need to be an attorney to understand this. So when they're saying to us, you guys need to do training, we're saying back to them, am I correct, to the legislature, please don't make us have a secret decoder ring to understand what you're looking for. Tell us exactly what the rules are, and we'll play by the rules. Is that what your response is? We'd love to. And we would love to be, to your point, we'd love it to be clear cut. We know exactly what to do. So Even though we're in, a, we're in a business of gray areas, we know exactly what to do. And I just want to divert uh, Please. quickly to, to the point. Remember the seven words you couldn't say on TV? That, that was, there was a whole special about that from one of my favorite comedians, <laughs> wasn't there? Right, exactly. Seven words. Yeah, it's well, dirty know, words. These are, the seven, these are the seven words you cannot say, period. Done. The story. Every, everyone knew it. Clear, correct? Absolutely clear. Agreed. So here's my thought. to see this, the same clarity. Bart, here's my thought. You hear dumb Republicans saying, I want less regulation. You hear dumb Democrats saying, I want more regulation. Here's what business people are saying. Give me clear regulation. Do you understand the distinction yes. there? Like, we don't care if there's less or more. We just care if you don't need a secret decoder ring to know what to do. Because yes. as you said, give us seven dirty words. We'll never say them again. If you tell me that I can't say bobbledygook, bobbledygook, rah, rah, rah. I'll never say bobbledygook, bobbledygook, rah, 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 because at the end of the day, we just want to do business. So, Bart, the reason I'm having you on, though, is not only do we want some clear direction. There's two bills, and they brought them up about more education, and we like education, you and I, because as a broker, it's really hard to get salespersons who are independent contractors that can just jump ship to go take a required compliance training. It's hard because you say to them, you got to take a compliance training, and they go, no, I don't. And you go, but you do if you want to stay associated. They go, no, I don't. And so it's easier for you if the state makes it a required statute, again, clarity, as opposed to saying broker, just give compliance training. And so the state has two pending legislations that you and I have spoken about. And I just want to get your comment on one of them. One of them is by your, your local senator. You got Anna Kaplan, who's a Democrat sure. from Great Neck. She represents yep. the 7th State Senate District, and she's suggesting that we had two more hours of continuing ed from 22 and a half hours every two years to 24 and a half hours. And here's what she's suggesting. Requires an additional two hours of training, specifically concentrating on implicit bias training and understanding for a real estate broker or salesperson as part of their license renewal process. So if step one, they give you our seven dirty words and step two, they say, let's train them as required continuing ed. What do you think about that as a solution? Oh, I, I think it's great. I, I completely endorse it. I'm so happy to see that she came through with it. I had the indication from the Senate here is that's the direction she went in. I'm glad she did it quickly. 
absolutely 100%. I love it. From 22 and a half hours to 24 hours, two hours specifically on an, on, 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 Implicit on, on bias. subject. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, or unconscious. It's, we like to call it unconscious bias. Ooh, I well. like that. I like but, that. Yeah. It, it's, it, but it's implicit bias. And yeah, it's, it's now part of the, it, it now will be, if this does become law, part of the, um, uh, the real estate code, um, uh, in their, in the compulsory training. So what, um, what we're calling for, Bart, is that everyone who's listening to my show, we need you to contact your state senator, your state assembly person, and tell them that you're in support of S8986. Because instead of blaming Bart or blaming other real estate salespersons that are part of this training, let's try and make this a better society together. Let's move together. Let's, instead of saying, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, I'm right, I'm wrong. Let's say together, we just don't know what as you said, unconscious bias means. There's another bill though, Bart, that I want to talk about. S7581. Instead of adding two more hours, this one adds three more hours. And what this one says is that the fair housing training is now instead of being a required three hours will be six hours. And it needs to include courses on the legacy of segregation, unequal treatment, the historic lack of access to housing opportunities experienced by disadvantaged groups and other related topics. And so- what I see, though, is that saying, let's understand history and why we're here, whereas the other one saying, here's how we can move forward and do things equally with everyone else. Which one do you like this bill, too? Do you think because that one's advanced by this guy in Hudson Valley? Well, His that, name, that's saying let history not repeat itself. That's what it's saying. It's saying let's not. And which, uh, as a Jewish person, I always appreciate because that's what they say of why we have Holocaust Remembrance Day, that we have to remember the past so we can yeah. don't repeat it. Yeah. So. I think that's also important, and this is by a senator, a Democrat as well, James Skolfis. I might be butchering his name. He's in the Hudson Valley. He represents Orange County and part of Rockland and Ulster. What do we think about this one? Sure. I, I am in favor of all training, particularly fair housing training, across the board on, an, on all levels. Now, this will com, com, comprise of now eight and a half hours of mandatory training that all real estate licensees have to take. I am totally in favor of that. We included that part, Andrew, in part of our implicit bias training. We, we included a big segment of the history of, of, of fair housing and racial discrimination. And it was very much eye-opening, very much worthwhile. It was, it was terrific. And including this as part of the mandatory training for real estate licensees, I am 100% in favor of. Because as you know, my approach to all of these issues has been more education, less regulation. So when we're saying it though, the real key that we need to have is clarity. So I have on the phone right now, we have Bart Caffarella. He's on the air. He's the real estate broker, the owner of Realty Connect. And what we're talking about is enough already with the fighting about the Long Island Divided article, enough already with the Senate hearings. But I, I get it. I understand why you have to have hearings. I understand why it was wrong. But the real issue is that when you speak to most of the people, they weren't doing explicit or overt bias. They didn't know they were doing it. And so what our solution is, Bart and I, and why we're talking about this on the air, is we need two different bills. Yes. Yes. Anna Kaplan. Yes. James Scoffis. Your bills are great about increasing the training. But what we also need is some seven dirty words in real estate. Thanks, Bart. Thanks for joining the Liebcast. We will be back after the commercial break with an expert on implicit bias, Professor Elizabeth Haynes of William Patterson University. Stay tuned. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. 